0: I'm, like a lot of people, was sort of I think waiting for oh when I'm successful, then I can, you know, when I've got yeah. finances and the business figured out, then I can have kids and I can get married and stuff. The year my daughter was born really tough was probably the fastest growing best year for the company ever, but it took a toll on her, took a toll on her marriage. It wasn't the lowest point though. That came later. Oh,
1: <laughs> welcome back to the family centered business podcast with me, Tim Schmoyer. It's so good to see you again. I'm really excited to introduce you all to Greg Smith. He is the Co-Founder and CEO of Thinkific, he and his brother took this company from just being a little startup from something they were doing on the side to valued at over a billion dollars now publicly traded on the Toronto Stock Exchange in less than 10 years. While growing a family and a business at the same time and keeping his marriage healthy and strong, uh, he shared some of the secrets behind how he actually did that, because I know a lot of us are doing businesses that are maybe not publicly traded uh, companies, not billion-dollar valuations, not hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees, uh, and I, I think his story is really, it was really helpful for me to hear how intentional he is and how focused he is on, like, this is what some important. This is what's not important. I'm putting my attention, my energy, on this you know I know as a business owner myself sometimes we just feel like this business is going to sink or swim based on me and so it consumes us and it sucks us in and and uh, and Greg's going to talk about how he disconnects from the business and how he actually thinks it's better and more effective to grow a business with a family than it is without a family I know as a I can think like as a single person you don't have the family. You don't have the kids. You don't have all these other things competing for your attention. You can give it so much more time. And he thinks that, although that can be true from a time perspective, it might not be uh, the best idea um, and the most fruitful idea from like an effectiveness standpoint. So he's going to talk with us about that today. So we're going to jump right into this episode here in just a second. But first of all, I haven't announced yet. I officially changed the name of this podcast from Business Family Marriage Podcast to what it is currently called is the Family Centered Business Podcast. Uh, I, I, the, fam- the Business Family Marriage thing I think worked but it was a little too descriptive and it, people didn't quite know what that meant. So I was talking with Pat Flynn if you know who he is from Smart Passive Income. I was talking with him at an event kind of going through this like what do I do with this this isn't quite right but I don't know and and he suggested family centered business and I'm like I love it I actually pulled out my phone registered the domain family uh, familycenteredbusiness.com was available got it right on my phone right while talking to him there and uh and so we're switching everything over so if you see this showing up differently in your podcast feeds or whatever you follow us on social that's why so Thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Let's cut into this episode with me and Greg hanging out at an event. We're both in person together and talking about his story. When we we jump into it, we're, we're jumping right into him telling his story about how he and his brother started the company Thinkific, and then we'll go into more of what his insights about marriage and business and family and all that right after that.
0: got started as a creator actually on YouTube in around 2005-2006, but I was, uh, before that even, was teaching and tutoring offline, doing the LSAT, trying to help pay off my student loans, uh, and then started bringing some of that content online through blog and YouTube content, uh, and then eventually said we should turn this into an online course so we can reach more people. So we built our own system for that, went looking for other software, couldn't find anything that wasn't, uh, that was going to do what we needed. And so that kind of grew over time. I went on practice law uh, and then we just had so many other people coming and saying, we want to do what you're doing. We want like our own, we want to take our passion, knowledge, expertise. We want to share it with the world, have an impact on others and monetize it and make a living doing it. And so we built Thinkific as the technology solution to make it really easy for other people to do exactly that. And then, so we started that in 2012. Fast forward to today, we're public, um, had a great IPO a couple of years ago and uh, uh, about 300 employees on the team now, about 50,000 active creators on the
1: platform who are you know, building their own businesses. So all awesome. very exciting. Yeah, so you took a business from zero, to over a billion dollar valuation in less than 10 years.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, IPO valuation of about a billion and then went up from there a little bit and then down
1: from there. So quite yeah, the roller yeah, coaster yeah. the whole way through. That's <laughs> awesome. That whole time you are working on growing Thinkific from nothing to a billion dollar valuation at uh, when it went to the Toronto Stock Exchange. Um, what was going on at home? Yeah, I mean, originally,
0: first early years of Thinkific, it was me living with my brother who was my co-founder. So we're working together 16 hours a day. We have no revenue and we're renting a place together and we got along great. We had a lot of conflict in the office but we were really good at you know not taking that home and being able to have sunday family dinners together every that's a whole topic
1: in and of itself yeah feel able will do that
0: yeah i mean we would butt heads like crazy over the silliest things at work and then just walk out the door and be like all right what do you want to get for dinner so um <laughs> then we go for noodles or you know whatever ramen <laughs> <laughs> fancy ramen um but uh and then at one point he went off started his own business later uh, later.com and then, uh, built that up, exited, came back to Thinkific and now he's back on the team. So that was good. But about, it was, uh, two, three years in, met my wife, uh, then girlfriend. We, um, liked each other quite a bit right from the start, broke up, went Mm -hmm. traveling separately, came back, got back together, decided let's do this, got engaged, got pregnant and then got married (laughs) and then went looking for a house. Um, and uh, yeah, funny, like the, the sink of the business roller coaster and the home roller coaster. Sometimes they're in sync, sometimes they're not. We went through this funny stage where we're shopping for a home and the bank uh, says to my wife, you know, we can get you a better mortgage if your husband isn't on title. Because uh, I had 80,000 in student loans, no income uh, to speak of for years. And I was an entrepreneur, so I was basically just unemployed, broke, yeah. in debt. Uh, person and so they're like keep them off the mortgage. She kept me on the mortgage, so I still got to call oh, on nice. the place with
1: her. <laughs> still got it anyway. Um,
0: but she we joked I was the lottery ticket and she was the safe bet cuz she was a CPA, you know, working as an accountant in a big nice. big four firm and and yeah. growing her practice there.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like a lot of people was sort of I think waiting for oh when I'm successful then I can, you know, when I've got yeah. finances and the business figured out, then I can have kids and I can get married and stuff. And I ended up, you know, b- in my mid thirties saying like, okay, <laughs> it's like grow up. Like you can keep working on your business and you can get married and have kids. And so we did that. And, uh, the funny thing was the year my daughter was born really tough. Like we're not sleeping and you know, it's, you know, it's difficult, uh, yeah, having kids amazing, but, but can be challenging and difficult, yeah. uh, was probably the fastest growing best year for the company ever. Like it, it, it kind of lit a fire for me like not that i wasn't motivated and committed before but it really lit a fire where i went from i think on this sort of more single life um or even single like without kids of i got all this free time sometimes to do other things um to basically i'm going to build a business and i'm going to have a family and that's it dropped Mm. everything else and just went full board on it and um And so it all really actually took off the year my daughter was born, which is pretty cool.
1: When a business is growing quickly like that, um, for me, when I was having video creators and we were doubling revenue like year over year, just Mm -hmm. like crazy. Um, uh, For me, that took a lot of attention away Mm -hmm. from the home.
0: Yeah, I I think um, it... Certainly I was away a lot, like whether it was at work or traveling for work. And uh, so my wife bore the brunt of that. And she was on Matly, so she at least was home and had time and was mm-hmm. focused on, on my daughter. And, and uh, But it, it definitely took a, a toll on her. So I've got to huge debt of gratitude for her for that but it took a toll on her took a toll on her marriage of you know me not being around during what's a very difficult time for a new family of like first kid and figuring that stuff out so yeah that was that was tough we went through uh went through some counseling went through some challenges and struggles it wasn't the lowest point though that came later oh
1: <laughs> if you were to go back to that time yeah what would you have done differently now in 2020 hindsight
0: yeah, I think recognizing some of the sacrifice that your partner is probably making while you're building this thing, and that might change um, your attitude and perspective when you are home, um, yeah. and uh, um, like I think I was fairly supportive in terms of doing a lot of uh, you know bedtime routines and taking care while I was around, but I think, um, just acknowledging that sacrifice that they're making brings you, you can bring a different perspective where you can be a lot softer. Cause also I was the entrepreneur coming home as the CEO, still pretty intense and decision maker and driving oh, hard. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was bringing a bit of that home too. And I could have maybe come in the door, checked myself, Um, I love, uh, Todd Herman's approach for this of like the alter ego effect. If he would come in the door, put on a, take a bracelet he had hanging by the door that his daughter made for him, slide it on, snap his wrist with it as a reminder to change Uh persona and be more like, I think Mr. Rogers, um, as his way of saying, okay, you can't be the hard driving CEO. You're home now. You got to be a different kind of hero for your family. So,
1: yeah. Wow. That's cool. I I heard, um, other people talk about. Like the drive home, they would have to listen to something else, or like they would use that to. Or if they're working from home, they would have to go walk around the block or something and like take a transition period. Uh, but the snapping thing, I like, is feels a little more physical. Like you're yeah. snapping yourself out of it. Like, okay, do that? D- does that work, or is that just like a mental thing that like works for like five minutes and then you're like right back in? I think it works head. great.
0: Like if you haven't read his book, I think it's awesome. It talks about this stuff on the alter ego, and it's not. It's it's there's a calming. You can do the calming thing of listening to a podcast or music. I listen to a lot of piano music now when I'm trying right. to get into that state. Um, but uh, but no, this was actually like trying to almost adopt a different personality. I mean, it's still you, but it's still you're your adopting an alter ego on it.
1: What do you do, um, assuming that we can be this self-aware, because that's, that's the, probably the biggest challenge, is when something's going on in the workplace and how do you not bring that home sometimes? Like the snapping like mm-hmm. and the walks, yeah. and but the stress still stays there and mm-hmm. the worry or the concern or the excitement or whatever, I don't know. Like yeah. how, how do you just mm-hmm. shut that off or is it not even appropriate to
0: shut it off? I, I think I've, I've found trying to shut it off is worse than just acknowledging that yes. it's there and facing it. Yeah. And even telling my wife like, hey, tough week at work. Like just... And Mm. I've, I've gone to her now and rather than being, there is a self-awareness piece. There's a huge self-awareness. So for me, actually, I've started meditating, which has been hugely valuable, um, of just spending time, um, yeah, meditating and being aware of it and not trying to I tried some meditation practices that were sort of like and your mind is blank I'm like I can't make my mind go blank (laughs) but this one I'm doing is more like just acknowledge your thoughts and Mm -hmm. like you know like oh there's a thought where's it coming from where's it going and and acknowledging that stuff and so there's a real self-awareness of coming home and saying okay tough week at work I'm stressed out and then telling myself that being aware of it and saying okay so I'm gonna have to deal with that moderate that a little bit and then also even telling my wife and saying hey this is what's going on at work so if I'm being jerky if I'm not present because I'm thinking about strategy planning or you know something like this just you know tell me right and yeah. I'll, I'll try and you maybe you can snap me out of it but also there's a little and she'll do this to me too it's like I need a little leniency today I'm having a tough one and yeah. I think that self-awareness and then the communication with your partner is
1: huge that's good I I heard uh, someone else share that they do like a check-in when they first come in the door it's like hey I'm at a 10 right now I'm great oh. you know or I'm at a two right now and yeah. you're like oh good to know like so that it when one person's being all sorts of anal and upset <laughs> you yeah. know and just in a bad attitude you're like oh it's not me Yeah, I walked into this yeah. you know um, tread carefully <laughs> or like ask really empathetic questions or something like that so I like that yeah. that, that idea is really helpful
0: that's huge for me to know it's not me like because mm. if she's in not a good mood and I come in and I see that I often assume like It's directed at me when sometimes it's just like, yeah, she's having a tough one. So that I love that because knowing whether it's at you or not is can totally change your reaction to it, right? Because if I some my mistake sometimes I see she's in a tough mood, but it's because she's had a tough day, and I react as if it's directed at me. So knowing it's not changes everything. Yeah, and I can be supportive instead of like combative.
1: Yeah, like what did I do? I didn't do anything. Yeah, I think one of the reasons why dads. Um, And moms, both, uh, get uh, so ingrained into their work and even addicted to it. They get a sense of belonging. They get a sense of accomplishment, of achievements. They get there's like clear KPIs on winning and losing. Mm -hmm. You know, like and you and you and you know if you're winning and you know if you're losing. And there's like this mission that like you have this team and maybe you're like leading the team and people are like, great job, Greg and Tim, you know, like whatever. And then you come home and yeah. it's just like, I don't know if I'm winning or losing here. You don't like, have like I don't, a metrics dashboard on your fridge I would that love shows one. your if you marriage that, success ratio would, and your children's happiness levels. A and, spreadsheet yeah. would be great, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's easy. I think it makes sense so why a dad's heart would be captured by his work mm-hmm. and, and that endeavor and the thing that, like, that that mountain, empire, that mountain that you're building, you're climbing, and then you come home and it feels like, uh, oh, like, other people are in charge here and I'm kind of coming more into my wife's space and, like, what's, you know. Um, have you experienced anything, like, as a father and as a husband that, like, that happens in the home this captures your heart and makes you like excited to be there and like you're giving like one of the thought experiments i do sometimes is what if dads in america gave just as much creative energy to their families as they give Mm. to their businesses yeah like what would what would the world look like if that happened? you know um and i don't know if that's totally possible or not but i like the i like the thought experiment but is there anything that you found like hey my family this captures my heart and makes me just super excited to be home or like give them all i have or whatever
0: yeah i think um it doesn't take much as long as i'm present right like it can be the tiniest little thing like i come home and my daughter gives me a hug Mm. but that moment can pass me by completely if i'm not present So Mm. for me, it's mostly about like, put the phone in a box, Mm. right? Shut off the, you know, whatever's going on at work or acknowledge it. And then, you know, I find by acknowledging it, it's easier to shut off than just saying, shut that off, right? Yeah. So if I can get past that moment, then it's, you know, one of the biggest things for me, that moment at home is just watching my two kids play together and the laughter and engagement between the two of them and how good they are to each other. Um, Or, you know, if they're doing something nice for me or something nice for my wife or they're doing something for her. It's just the simplest things, but you often miss them if you're not, if you're not checked in,
1: Yeah. so that's a big one do you actually have a box you put your phone in is that something that you recommend
0: i i do i try and just put it down somewhere but i'm not perfect at it so recently got a box and i this was the interesting i told my kids they're seven and five i said if you see daddy or mommy on their phone and you want it to go in the box you just say in the box and it goes in the box and then that's it do, um, they, do that? they do yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing is that they, they have so much fun with it that they'll say it so i'll come in i'll put my phone by the door and then i you know, an hour goes by and I'm very present, my phone's not there, and my son will be like, dad, let's put your phone in the box. I'm like, I don't even know where it is anymore, <laughs> but he wants it in the box, if yeah. it goes in the box, fine. But I think the key thing is they know that if they're, it's just one more check and balance of um, if I forget,
1: then they're vigilant mm. uh, and they'll get us to put it away. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you have any uh, anything like that's common and things that like make work exciting and captures our attention? Um, that you've also taken to the home and like, ooh, that works f- like in our home just as well as it works in the business place or in uh, the workplace or anything, whether that be like communication or how you yeah. work with your wife or raise your kids or anything? Uh, core values has been a good one. Yes. Like working with my wife on like, well, what
0: are our core values? Yeah. So we have some things like embrace the rain and growth mindset and, oh, you like know. That. embrace the um, Yeah. So, and, and embracing failure uh, and talking about failure um, and uh, and trying to build, yeah a a bunch of those which i think are are good um i love the concept of the family board meeting which Mm -hmm. is there's a book on it um and it's really simple read but the gist of it is like every 90 days and you can do it more frequently but 90 days out you stick it on the calendar with one parent one kid minimum four hours they choose the activity so it works at any age no devices um I mean, you can bring your phone for emergency purposes, but they choose the activity, which I think is critical to it. Uh, And then you just spend it with them doing what they want to do. The first one I did with my daughter mostly; she just wanted to ride an escalator up and down and up and down and up and down. We also went to a musical, and then we went and got a cup of hot chocolate. Um, But the funny thing is, so part of it too. Yeah, no, it was like I just want to ride the escalator in the bookstore, and so we did that for quite a while. You're like, it was yeah. a dumb book. i that yeah. ever saying I read that book. Yeah. But the feeling it gave her of like, you know, first, I think there's a, a long period of looking forward to it. So every night she goes to sleep or she's at school or she's at daycare. Or she has a tough day. She knows like, I've got a day planned with daddy that's dedicated to just us. We're doing what I want to do that day. And then when that one's done, you've got the next one. So there's always something coming. But then you spend so much time focused and present on her doing exactly what she wants to do or he wants to do. Um, That at the end of it, they just kind of open up. Like we, uh, I told her, hey, we're going to do whatever you want for the day. And then at the end, well, you know, we can go, you know, have a conversation. And she was three or four the first one we did. We went to this musical, Beauty and the Beast. And then afterwards, we did the, well, we did the escalator. We did the musical. And then, um... She said, I want to get a cup of hot chocolate. I said, okay, we'll get a cup of hot chocolate and have a conversation just to see what, you know, I didn't have anything specific to talk about. We sat down, we got a cup of hot chocolate and for the first time, I wasn't really present. I'm kind of looking around. She's like, daddy. And she looks me in the eye, she's like, You said we were gonna have a conversation. Yeah. And then she wants to start talking. So yeah. it's like I, I thought it was pretty cool. It's so I try and bring some. You of out these that. A lot of
1: kids might have just been like, Oh, I don't know, he doesn't want to talk to me or something. So that's cool. Yeah, but we
0: just spent the four hours focused. So uh, she yeah. like I, there's a higher comfort level, I don't know. Yeah. But it's sort of like the work one on one, you yeah. know, of like building one on one time with each person you work with. So Yeah.
1: Do you in your company you guys do one-on-ones like four-hour one-on-ones no no we don't go
0: out and go ride escalators or do that but we'll we'll spend you know i do a one-on-one pretty much once a week with each person who reports to me and a few others and you have that time to do whether it's you know coaching or check in on what they're up to or you know what topics are mine we're i'm yeah so and then your wife and you
1: guys do like a one-on-one type of thing like that too
0: uh not to the same we probably do more because every time the kids go to bed at night we kinda sit down and have a conversation on oh. the couch. Um quick check in, how you doing? Uh, we've done counseling, which has been really good. Even yeah. when things are going well, just yep. sitting down and talking through things, it's been really good. Um and uh and we have had some like scheduled we have actually scheduled like, okay, this is us time. I'm gonna mm. take a few hours off work at this time and this Spirit, day, or yeah. we're gonna go and do this together. So we yeah. built that. And then date nights.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think guess it's just date so night easy. One kind
0: of.
1: Yeah, we do ours every Monday night. Um, well, they were turning into not date nights because yep. uh, we had gotten lazy with having our family business meeting, mm-hmm. and once a week. And oh yeah. So the dates started turning into family business meetings. She's like, these don't feel like dates anymore. I'm like, yeah. oh, Shoot. So we anyway we we uh, started doing our family business meetings again on Sundays, so that Monday nights can actually feel like date nights again. Um, we talk about stuff that we connect over as opposed to like schedules and who's driving the kids where for what and are we yeah. gonna pay for that again next month and you know whatever else the things are you know that, that come up um yeah that's good so when you think about a dad right now who is starting his business or has is in the middle of his business and he just feels like the business is just kind of consuming his thoughts, his mind, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, what advice would you give to to him at at this point? And he wants to; he's listening to this yeah. this long. He like he wants yeah. to get out of that. Yeah, but I know how that feels. Like I just I don't know how to shut it off and how to like mm-hmm. reconnect and like. I have tools, I went to school mm-hmm. to learn how to do business, but no one goes yeah. to school to learn how to do family. And therapy is awesome for that. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing that for years too. But yeah, what advice would you, like step number mm-hmm. one, what would that look like?
0: Yeah, I mean the teacher in me wants to be like, you know, uh, do this, this, and this. Yeah. But I think it's a little different for everyone. So I'd say, look, if you're starting a business, and you're figuring that out, you're a smart person who's probably into learning and figuring out all that. And I don't know what business you're in, so you're probably going to have to learn all sorts of things. I'm still learning building my business. So I would just apply the same approach of, I you know, on the family side of, this is important to me. I'm going to invest intentional effort to learn and get better. Like I think in business, we know I've got metrics and moves, results to generate. I have to read a book, I have to take a course, I have to get a mentor, I have to get an investor. You know, do you do these things because you're intentionally trying to grow this thing? And then we take family for granted a lot of the time. So I'd say apply the same mindset of I want to make this great and I'm going to invest time and effort and learn and become better and improve and be focused on it. And then you'll figure out all the details.
1: I think what my takeaway here is that uh, it's possible Mm -hmm to start a business and grow it into something successful um, and still have healthy relationships at home at the same time. Uh, I know sometimes it feels, and there are seasons where it's like, Mm. hey, I got more time for home than I usually do, or I, you know, this is a really intense season at work right now. I have less time in the home and I think those times are appropriate too. But overall, big picture is it sounds like it's possible. And I think what I felt when I was in that situation and maybe other people feel too is like, no, like the business like, has to take everything in order for mm-hmm. like, it almost feels like almost a sense of like desperation. Right. Of like, it's going to sink or swim based on me. Mm-hmm. And sounds like you're saying it's like, you chill. Just like, it's probably not as big as you think it's going to be. Um, like the, the business is not going, it, the, the challenge and the, the risk of mm-hmm. not achieving that goal is, I don't know. Would you agree with that? I, if, if, I would go a step further yeah. and
0: say, you will do better in business if you if you sort of check out of that and check into family and personal life and you know enjoy that and have a break and then come back refresh the next day I think you will actually I mean you saw like I think it's a big part of it I maybe didn't say it earlier but like the fact that my business did the best ever the year and years after my daughter was born than mm. before I mean before that I had all the time in the world but all I did was think about work and then I had mm. to think about family and you know, kids and, and wife and home. And then I could come back refreshed the next day. I think your business does better if you make a break for a family the, for, and personal life. Even
1: if someone's starting with a kid already, like for year number one, they have a newborn or something yeah, like yeah,
0: that. Yeah. I think you, you need to have that break time. Um, it, I think there's some even good science around, you know, so, six yeah. hours of really focused effort yeah. and energy and work, even yeah. six hours a day is better than 16 hours because yeah. at 16, you're, you just you know yeah. putting in you know punching the clock and like yeah. burning out yeah i think the other thing that maybe isn't as obvious and isn't as out there that i did naturally and and haven't heard a lot of but was it was taking a very intentional positive approach of i've made a choice that my life right now consists of business and family i'm going to make time for both I don't have a lot of time for like hobbies gone, right? I used to kiteboard. I used to do all these other things with friends. I used, you know, I was like, that's all out, but that's my choice mm-hmm. and I love it. And I'm really happy with this right now. And in this moment for this period of years, it's work and family and that's really all there is. There's the odd little thing, right? But I chose to give up a lot of other, you talk like work-life balance. My was like, there was work and there was family and that was my balance. But I, I told myself a narrative, I have I am happy with this. And it worked, and okay. I was happy with it, but it was very much a very intentional... Like you're
1: trying to convince yourself that you're happy?
0: Yes, but I also was. Oh. But I would tell it to other people too, right? Like when oh. someone said, you know, how, what's your life? What are you up to? I'm like, I love it. It's great. I'm super dedicated and focused to family and to work. And, you and I really like don't make time for anything else. Um and be, I think the narrative you choose to tell yourself, the story you run over and over in your brain kind of becomes your reality. Yeah. And so I'm really, and as entrepreneurs, you've got to be really good at being willfully blind and telling yourself a bit of a lie sometimes <laughs> of like, it's going to work when like yeah. the odds are against you, but that's okay. Uh, that's important. But I'd say apply that same approach to your choice of work life balance and family and work. And, mm. um, and then, because I think if you're, if you're telling yourself, uh, I'm making all these sacrifices and I'm miserable. You start to resent family and resent yeah. work and these things. So, like, make it a positive story. I think that's critical, important that's to be really able good. to show up positively in both
1: environments. So, my wife deep. did something similar where uh, we have seven kids, we have seven kids in eight years, and she would be out in public with them or something. People like, "Wow, you got your hands full!" And she would u- usually say, like, "Yeah, you know." Um, but now she's like, "No, I don't. They're all really good. Yeah, and uh, we're having fun, we're having yeah. a good time." And people are like. Oh, okay. Like that's weird. Like, yeah. why? You know, but she's like, everyone keeps telling me I have my hands full, and I don't want to. I don't want to live into that narrative, into that lie. You know, that's great. And uh, so she started responding differently to people because that's actually what she believed. But she. Didn't want to say it that way because it makes people feel uncomfortable and then she's like I don't care anymore No, and sick. I think
0: it's healthier to have your own positive internal narrative yeah. and share it with others, too Yeah, yeah, it's great,
1: cool it's awesome. people want to find out more about you where would they go? What they listen to? Uh,
0: yeah, everything at Thinkific um, So yeah, thinkific.com and everything at Thinkific and I'm just Greg at Thinkific. Yeah,
1: cool. <laughs> cool. cool. Well, thank you for being here Awesome. appreciate appreciate your, your story